Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Gator Sports Podcast with your host, Zach Abelverde. Coming in hot. And Graham Hall. Jumping, coming smooth. Jumping, and the bass gets jumping. Brought to you by the Gainesville Sun and Gatorsports.com. Welcome into the Gator Sports Podcast presented by the Gainesville Sun. I'm your host, Zach Albaverde, joined to my right, as always, by Graham Hall, Gainesville Sun, Hoops writer, and many other things for Gator Sports. How's it going, my friend? It's good to be here, Zach. Always my pleasure. Wouldn't want to talk Gator Sports with anyone else, and I get to do it every single week. Dream job. I mean, come on. And we know that, uh, obviously, we got all the sports going on. We got practice going on. And even though we haven't been able to attend any of those, we've been able to see a lot of action from spring practices. We'll talk about that in the first segment. And we'll also speak to Kevin Camps in the second segment, Florida's assistant director of creative media. He's been one of the guys behind the feeds of the IG Lives, giving you guys access to practice. So we'll talk to him about Florida's plans this spring for that and everything that he does with the Gators. In the final segment, Graham and I will talk some Gator hoops and baseball and, and many other sports. But obviously, I think you know with football, Graham, it's it's been kind of nice. I don't know about you, but for me, I mean, a lot of the practices that we go to as media members that are even open – we still don't get to see a lot. Like We're usually relegated to an area of the field that we have to stay on the sidelines or in the end zone, and a lot of the drills that are happening in the second or third field, we just can't get up close to. But this spring, because we have no choice but to tune into these uh, IG Lives, I mean, you get some access, even though it's you know on your phone, but you get some up-close stuff that you usually probably wouldn't get in a normal spring. And I- the Gators have never done this before, and we've been able to actually get to watch some seven-on-seven. We get to watch some one-on-ones. We got to see Demarcus Bowman catch a wheel route and a bunch of Florida fans tweet at Kirby Smart for the rest of the night. But they've done a good good job of generating conversation and still finding a way to get people tuned into spring practice. Absolutely. I hope no one at Florida hears what I'm about to say, but I think you could make the argument that we've gotten a little bit more access yeah. this spring than recently. It used to be a time you get, what, 30 minutes? Sometimes you get a full practice, but you could not really record certain periods of practice. And I know that they're not letting us see everything sure. out there, but you have the ability to watch, screen record, record what they are doing on Instagram Live, and really go back and dissect a lot of that footage, which we know that fans have been doing. They've been turning them into their own highlight reel oh, yeah. edits. It's, it's all over social media. Picking stuff apart. And some people obviously going a little bit too far and trying to determine depth charts. And, <laughs> but it's really a great inside view into what a spring practice is like with a team trying to figure everything out and have a little bit of fun and capitalize on what they didn't get last year. And be the only team that has their fans tweeting about practices right now and posting videos from practices right now. And guess what is the only team that recruits can watch right now at practice? Florida. 
So that's an advantage in and of itself. And, and then the fact that you do have a lot of new pieces and, and there is still a lot of excitement and intrigue with this team, you found a way to capitalize on that with fans not being able to come out, media members not being able to come out. You're creating, like you said, Graham, as much buzz, if not more, than happens typically, especially during the first week of spring. I mean, there was a lot of anticipation for this. And, uh, you know, obviously we'll talk to Kev Camps about that and, and what they've done to make that happen. But we also have heard from the, the coaches and players, Graham, this past week. And we got to meet with uh, Todd Grantham and Tim Brewster on Wednesday. We also heard uh, in the beginning of the week from Trey Dean and Mahmoud Diabate and Damian Pierce and uh, also have a, a feature coming out on Jacob Copeland this week. But a lot of these guys that are obviously stepping into leadership roles and have, have seen some of the guys that were starting ahead of them move on to the NFL or, or, or graduate, and this is their time, and especially with missing spring last year, to kind of step into you know this, those seniority positions. Yeah, we talked to Trey Dean, a guy returning to Florida secondary, now a senior. That kind of shocked me because it was only a few years ago when he was a freshman – thrust into action when Marco Wilson goes down, kind of continued that DBU tradition of freshmen starting early that we really didn't get to see last year with Ethan Pouncey and Jahari Rogers injured. But Dean did it. He he came in, played corner, and I thought he did really well that year, but just based on some circumstances, never really had a chance at locking down that position the next year. He's accepted that he is a multi-tool in this Florida defensive backfield, and he is ready to embrace that role, being able to play all positions. And that's really an exciting thing to hear if you're Florida, if you're Todd Grantham, because a guy that's going to come back and fill a variety of roles for you, and you really can nail down some starters at other positions knowing you have a guy that is comfortable anywhere. Yeah, and I think also the fact that you have Damian Pierce, who we got to meet with this week, Emory Jones, uh, Jacob Copeland, all those guys from the 18 class that are now stepping into the roles of this. I mean, they're the guys on offense. They've kind of obviously uh, been waiting in the wings, and Damian obviously has been a starter. But to, to kind of now take over this offense and have it be their unit, um, that's kind of what this spring is all about. And, and I, you know, talking to, to Copeland this week and, and talking to uh, Damian Pierce on Monday, it, it's kind of weird for them to, to be the old heads, as they like to say, and have all these kind of younger guys at the position that are now looking up to them. Um, but that's kind of where this, uh, you know, this roster has evolved. I still think, though, that you know there's a lot of excitement, uh, even though you, you lost a lot of pieces from that side of the ball, um, for this offense to maybe kind of be more geared to what Dan Mullen always wanted it to be or what he's known for the best. And and that's something that I think we've heard from the coaches and players about Emery's ability and kind of what he's going to bring as a dual threat, not just being someone that can throw the ball but can run, can throw on the run, and what he's going to be able to do to create plays or make plays when you know things break down. Um, we've already kind of heard some rumblings of plays being made already, and, and some guys that are standing out. And um, you know, obviously, there's a lot of work that needs to be had on the defensive side of the ball. But we heard from Todd Grantham on Wednesday night, Graham. He's like, I'm ready to turn the page on 2020. I don't even want to talk about it. it's new year. We got you know some new players, and I think they feel like they're going to be better on that side of the ball. I do too. I think that you look at the circumstances of last year. We can't be sitting here talking about how critical the spring is in the summer without reminding everyone that a lot of those guys last year did not get that period. Yep. We didn't get a chance for underclassmen to develop. We didn't get a chance for those guys who are seniors right now to continue that ascension into a leadership role. They kind of just had another season, and now it's, oh, all of a sudden, you're seniors. You're going to be the guys in charge. That 
process begins in the spring, continues in the summer, and then kind of finishes up in the fall. And missing out on the first two steps last year really hurt this team. And I think that you're still seeing a little bit of a catch-up period. But the only way to accelerate that catch-up is to forget about 2020. Stop talking about what happened in the Cotton Bowl. Stop talking about the last time you saw Emory Jones under center. This is a new year, new team. And I think that the sooner they get that mentality established in Gainesville, I think the better off they'll all be. Hey, Graham, I think one thing that's obviously going to help them forget about last season and put it in the past is some of these new pieces that they've added on both offense and defense. And we got to hear from Tim Brewster on Wednesday about some of the early enrollees that have stood out to him, and he mentioned some guys. Uh, But I think, too, that he kind of singled out in particular matchup with two guys that I've been hearing their names mentioned quite a bit from several people that I've talked to. One, uh, I think not a surprise. The other, I think, is, is going to have folks maybe excited for the future. One of those guys being Jason Marshall. And no surprise that he's come in as a five-star recruit and kind of already shown that he's someone that's capable of carrying on that DBU tradition. I mean, that was the first guy that Brewster mentioned when asked who what early enrollees are standing out. And uh, you know, I've heard he's already you know, SEC ready. He's already kind of able to step into that role and contribute. But another guy on the other side of the ball that I had listed as, you know, an early enrollee to watch and I thought was kind of underrated coming into spring ball is Nick Elksness. And uh, we heard Brewster kind of hyping him up. I was told that that kid is going to be an absolute stud in a couple years. And then we saw Jacob Copeland tweet on Thursday, um, on year three, he's going to be the talk of the country. Or by year three, he's going to be the talk of the country. So already getting some hype there for what he can bring to that tight end position. And and hearing from Brewster, man, he, he obviously you lose a generational player in pits, but because of the weapons and the depth that they still have there, I think that that tight end spot is going to continue to produce. Yeah, I made a joke last night seeing Brewster's message coming out that it was a little bit difficult for him to toe the line between telling guys to emulate Kyle Pitts but not feel the weight of that responsibility yeah. on their shoulders. Be an individual, but yet there are high expectations. If you prepare the way Kyle Pitts did, if you make yourself uh, able to get open in the open field the way that he does, you're going to get the ball in this offense. And Tim Brewster made that extremely clear. And hearing that freshmen are in line to do that as well, I got Jacksonville guy and Nick Elksness. That has to be exciting for those who have followed Florida's recruiting at the tight end position, knowing that they want to continue to bring tight ends into this program. They're going to have to have freshmen come in and play in this offense. Maybe not year one, but year two, year three. That's how you continue to make that pipeline. Yeah, absolutely. And obviously, uh, Kev Camps has uh, continued to help the Gators keep the pipeline going of recruits with all the edits that he's been making the past couple of years. And he's even started taking photos and, and, and doing videos and helping from the social media front. So we're going to get to this first break. We're going to come back on the other side and be joined by him to talk about spring practice and everything that he and all the other staff members have been doing so that you guys can watch this team and tune in. We'll be right back after this break. Kevin Camps, Assistant Director of Creative Media for Gators Football and does a lot of things for the program, wears many hats. Kev, welcome into the Gators Sports Podcast. How's it going, man? Hey, what's up, guys? Glad to be here. I hope you guys are doing okay. 
We are doing great, man. Obviously, it's an exciting time right now on campus. All the spring yeah. sports that are going on. And, of course, spring football, which is something yeah. that the fans have been looking forward to. And uh, we're going to start with that, Kev. We'll talk about a number of topics uh, you yeah. know, right now on today's show. But want to start with practice and, and everything <clears throat> that you guys have been doing to provide access to the fans. Um, first of all, talk about even before spring ball got kicked off, when you kind of found out that or probably assumed that there wasn't going to be any practices that were open, um, you know, wasn't going to be a spring game. And what was the plans that kind of got put in place to make sure that you guys could still, you know, facilitate a way for fans to check the team out? Yeah, you know, it was in the, in the, in the world of social media and everything, you know, we understand that we have different capabilities to allow fans to view and see and experience what's going on in the program. And this was an idea to go live on Instagram um, that we had last year. And uh, but unfortunately, due to the uh, pandemic, we weren't able to do it. We didn't have a spring practice. And this time when it came around, um, this is something we still wanted to do. Um, and then Coach Mullen was really excited about his. So we just kind of merged the ideas and 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 it was just it just kind of blew up. And was just like, hey, we just want to give fans, you know, potential players, former players, anybody who wants to see what's going on in Gainesville and going on with the Gators, that opportunity. And you know, it's turned out to be a great thing, and I hope fans are enjoying it. Yeah, it's crazy, man, to see, like, how things have, have taken off on social media. You see the, you know, the videos leaking out and fans yeah. finding all type of ways to take all, <laughs> you know, y'all's IG feeds and, and you know, reproduce them. <laughs> but it is causing a lot of buzz. And, and honestly, man, like, you know, I think for fans that maybe don't don't live near Gainesville or don't get to come to spring practices regularly – to them, it's no different than how it is any other year. If, if anything, yeah. they're probably seeing more footage and more access than they, than they would typically. Um, what's that been like for you to, you know, you, you obviously run the Gators football Instagram live feeds to see all those fans. And you mentioned former players that are just checking in and, uh, you know, you're commentating throughout. Hey, it's been awesome. It's been a great time. You know, I just like to go on and and just chop it up with the fans and former players that come on. You know, I've seen John Grenard, Kyle Pitts, uh, Michael P. Ryan, you know, just tons of other players come on and we're watching drills and we're talking and just interacting with the fans. And it's great because a lot of times, you know, fans don't get the interaction. They don't get to ask questions. Like even if they were to come out to a practice, like there's no one there that they can ask a question to like, hey, who's number this and who's number that? And, and just having that interaction, just to, to talk about different things. Yesterday, we got into our favorite Gator moments and things like that. <laughs> and, you know, sometimes other fan bases like to jump in the conversation and we just continue to remind them that, you know, we're the Gators and we still, you know, we're still who we are. And, um, you know, we're not going anywhere. We're excited about where the program is going and we're excited to show fans, you know, what's going on. And like you said, like, you know, people from that can't be in Gainesville don't have the opportunity to be here. But even for those that are here, you know, just to take 15 minutes at a time and, or just take that time out and just watch what's going on and, and just go back and forth and talk about Gator football is really a privilege for me. And uh, but it's, it's, it's just something we want to give the fans an experience that they haven't had before and um, in a new and different way and, 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 and in a safe way. So they don't have to feel like, oh, I'm missing out, but you can still get it, still be safe and still experience Gator football. There aren't many other programs doing what y'all are doing right now, and it's just the first right. few weeks of spring practice. So what's the feedback that you've gotten from some of those fans who've been able to tune in and see the Gators this spring, and, and what do you guys have coming up on social media? 
uh, you know, they've been really appreciative. Um, just the opportunity just to see different things, you know, like, and you guys have been out to practices before. It's kind of just that one side, you know, fans get to come in and view, but get an opportunity just even to go and see what's happening on the other side, you know, seeing the D linemen, seeing the, and hearing the coaches up close and hearing what they're teaching the guys and sharing with the guys. And, and I feel like it's really a great learning experience for a lot of fans who may not understand um, what goes into, you know, being a great football team. They may not understand like, why you do certain drills or why you're teaching certain things and, and what the coaches are sharing with them. And, and just hearing those conversations, I think is really cool. And, and I, I'm glad we were able to provide it. And so obviously, um, you know, we've got a lot of things planned for social media. We'll be continuing to do our uh, Instagram lives throughout practice um, on the Gators football account, as well as on coach Mullins account. Um, we're, we're working on our YouTube show, producing a, another episode here that I'm really excited about some of the things we're going to get to show you in that episode and, you know, highlighting different players, highlighting the new coaches who are coming in and just really, you know, hit the ground running coach McGriff, coach Jules and, and um, coach Garrick, they've really hit the ground running. So we're excited about what the, the, what they're bringing to the program and the energy that they're bringing. And, and it's really been good. And we just want the fans to experience all of that. So just make sure everybody's checking out all our channels and everything we got going on. Absolutely. Make sure you guys are following Gators uh, football on Instagram and Twitter and as well as Coach Mullen's account. Make sure you guys are following Kev Camps as well on Twitter. And I think for Florida fans, Kev, they, they've known you for years now with all the edits and, and things that yeah, you've man. dropped. Uh, for our listeners that maybe don't know your background, don't know your story, <laughs> just um, let them know a little bit about how you got to Florida and, and what you've been able to do since you got here. Because like I said, you've worn a lot of hats and you've got to do a lot of really cool things with the Gators. Yeah, you know, sometimes like I'll tell my friends or tell my wife, I feel like I'm like the Forrest Gump of Florida football. Because like <laughs> Gump got to experience all these cool things. And you're like, oh, man, like I went to Vietnam. I played at Alabama. I did all these cool things. But it's like I kind of feel the same way. I've had the opportunity to cover uh, Florida football, you know, as a media person. I've had the opportunity to just be a fan, just from a young kid, just watching Jaquez Green catch a bomb on Florida State, being there and just being in, in Glendale at the national title game, being in the New Orleans at the national title. Like I've experienced like so many different things from Florida as a Florida fan, but then, you know, <clears throat> I was I was working and just doing graphics and just wanted to, you know, hone my skills a little bit. And, and I was like, man, I'm just going to start this account and I'm going to just put it out there and I'm going to just see what happens. And I was just like, but for real, it's like, I really didn't care about the feedback. I was like, you know what? I'm going to just put it out there, see what happens. Hopefully the kids like it, you know, just any way to support the program. And I was like, man, I'm going to try this. So one day I was like, you know, I wonder if I can like put this video with this graphic and do stuff like that. And, and it just all worked out, man. And it just blew up. And it was, <laughs> it was, it was a fun time. It was like a fun six months. And then, you know, um, the program reached out and they were just like, Hey man, we love what you're doing. And, and the next thing you know, I'm sitting down with coach Mullen. Next thing you know, you know, I'm walking through the building and, and they're calling and we're just checking in and just doing all those different type of things. And, you know, and then the next thing you know, man, we're, we're just rocking and we're rolling and we're trying to be the best recruiting graphics team out there, which we feel we're one of the best out there. One of the best social media accounts. And, over the past year, we've experienced some tremendous growth and, and we're just excited about what's going on, man. And just having that opportunity, just coming from where I came from, you know, with the whole Gators digital account, 
which I, you know, keep in my back pocket just in case something crazy happens, you know, might have to crank it back up again, you know, but, <laughs> but, um, but just really excited about that. And, and it was just a great opportunity. And, and I really just, it was really, you know, I had a good job. I was like working in it, you know, and doing all that type of stuff. And, you know, I was good. I was comfortable. And I just told my wife, I was like, Hey, you don't get these opportunities every day. No, It's like, you know, I, I tell people like the, to do what I do is like, it's few and far between everybody doesn't get like, we're the 1% of the 1% that get to be at a big time program and, and have an opportunity to promote the program to, to fans, former players, recruits do all that. Like it's, it's, it's a rare thing. And so, you know, I, I, I really take it, you know, I don't take it for granted and, you know, small beginnings and, you know, <laughs> having this opportunity to come and just share Gator football and share my passion with everybody else. Well, it's clear the kids like what you do because the growth has been huge on social media. We've seen that, but we know there's no kids probably more important than the recruits out there y'all are trying to bring to the Florida program. What have you seen in terms Mm -hmm. of engagement from recruits, especially during the pandemic where no official visits, not many opportunities for kids to get on campus through camps? What type of engagement Mm -hmm. have you seen from those recruits and how critical has Instagram and social media been to keeping the program uh, competing for some of these top kids? All those edits that they send out. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Like it's, it, it was one thing, you know, prior to, you know, having the opportunity to get kids on campus and, see coaches face to face, see the program, see the facilities. Um, at the beginning of the pandemic, I think a lot of schools really didn't know what to do. Um, they really didn't know um, how to handle it, how to continue to engage with with student athletes, but, um, you know, potential student athletes. But, you know, as it went along, we just figured, hey, you know what? We have a great campus here at the University of Florida. And um, I got to shout out my guy, Randy Mickens. You know, he does all the, like the hype videos, all the videos you guys are seeing um, throughout the course of the year and spring practices, him, his team and our Gator Vision team. They do a great job with the videos. So I got to give them a shout out. But, you know, just creating a, like a visit experience. And we've heard from kids all over like, man, Florida has some of the greatest visits and just sharing what it is like being a Gator. Um, we have, you know, different staff members coming on and sharing and the coaches do a great job. And and that was a vital piece on top of just the graphics that we're sending to kids on a daily basis, on a weekly basis. And it's really pushed us to be even more creative. Um, so we've kind of had to step outside of the box and do some different things. So, so we don't get bogged down as creatives, as a creative team, we don't get bogged down and that the kids don't kind of catch up with what we're doing, but we're just trying to stay ahead of them and, and show them something about our program or show them something about creativity that we're able to, to do. And then, you know, here, and we're not really sure how it's going to, you know, evolve, but with NIL coming up, that's a really big deal. You know, we want to be on the forefront of those kids' hearts, knowing that we can produce content and produce things that are going to really, you know, share their brand and show their brand. Um, like over the past year, just being able to work with Kyle Trask and Kyle Pitts on different things and share their stories and, share what they're doing. They saw tremendous growth, you know, even on their platforms. And we think that's a big deal. And I'm not sure we would have been able to do it to that degree with if, if the pandemic didn't happen. So we learned a lot. Mm-hmm. And I think the things that, you know, we've done through social, the things that we've done through, you know, um, like Zoom, man, it's like these are these are just great platforms and just learning how to maximize it to make us a better program. No doubt. Well, Kev, we definitely appreciate all the perspective and, uh, you know, everything you've been doing to uh, not only provide the fans with access, but the media members as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, you, we're, you know, we're, we're going to help you out because I've been on that side before, so we're going to help you out. 
And I, I want to give man. you an opportunity. And obviously, I, I didn't, you know, give you a heads up on this, but you, you, it's, you know, you get to be on the other side, Kev, of someone who was a fan and got to, you know, grow up, you know, watching the Gators and stuff to now being on the other side of providing the content. And we mentioned social media, and we'll probably have a lot of people that tune in and, and want to get your perspective. But what would you say to, um, you know, the impact of fans on these social media platforms, both positively and negatively, and just the advice that you would give to fans out there that do engage with players and recruits about, you know, what they kind of do to represent, you know, the Florida brand, even though they're extension of what you guys are. Absolutely. I would just say everybody, you know, who roots for the orange and blue, you know, everybody's watching, you know, fans are watching, um, my, my coaches, not so much. They're kind of doing their thing and focused on other things, but fans watch. We do have people in the program that are kind of gauging, um, you know, how fans are viewing the program and seeing the program and, and we govern ourselves accordingly. We, we see, you know, that recruits are watching. Recruits do look at this stuff. They do look at how the fan base engages their posts and engages the decisions that they make. And, um, you know, and that's a part of their decision process. They don't want to go to in, into a toxic environment or a fan base that that's just going to bash them because they choose to do something else or they make a bad play. And so, so, you know, you know, players do watch that fans do watch that. And in this social media age, it's hard to say, Oh, they should be focused on other things. Oh, they should be doing this, but it's, it's difficult. These are still, um, I have to remind people all the time, you know, these are still 17, 18, 19, 20 year old kids. And we have to look back and say, Hey, what did we do at that age? What were we doing? And we didn't have, the exposure from social media, um, just watching our every move, watching our every tweet, judging whether or not we we change our Twitter profile header, judging like this is like these are things that come up all the time. Like, oh, such and such changed this on their profile. Are they not committed anymore? Are they not, you know, following like make people watch that stuff and and just fans just understand like every every interaction, like it it can aid or it can it can hurt. And, you know, just to be mindful, even from their own personal social accounts, you know, just be mindful of the, the things that you put out there and the things that you say, because at the end of the day, we're all Gators. We all bleed orange and blue and we all want to support the program as much as possible to, to provide a great environment for our fans, for our players, for our coaches on social media, for for recruits that are looking at our feeds and looking at the coaches feeds and even you know, this social media has created, you know, a way for fans to even interact with recruits directly and, and, and just share, you know, their feelings and their thoughts and kids can read that they can watch that. So it's going to continue to evolve, but I would just say, you know, Gators have a great fan base, um, get a fan base that loves Florida football, that loves Florida athletics. And, and we want to give them something to be proud about. And, you know, we're proud of our fans and we just want to continue to just to flow together and, and just give a great experience for our players as well as potential recruits. Well, I'll tell you what, man, you've been giving us a great experience this spring, checking out all the practices, man. Appreciate it, man. Um, great job commentating. And, you know, for like you said, I, I you you bring up some of those players when they show up in the drills, and I, I can recognize most of them, but a lot of fans can't. So Yeah, they can't. So they're always asking, like, who is, who is who's number 21? Like, who Everybody knows who 21 is now. Yeah. So, well, it's so funny, it's like, too, it's cool. like the the first couple of days, people was like, Dan, is that you? Where's Coach Mullen? <laughs> <laughs> Got to get arrows just pointing to who yeah, and, and yeah, put their yeah. Instagram handles hey, right above it. 
Yeah, and, and, and Lee's doing a great job on coaching she is. as well. Yeah. She's doing a phenomenal job. And we're just excited. You know, we just sit down, we talk like, hey, what are you, what are you seeing? What are you experiencing? And and for those that are listening, hey, jump in there, chop it up, ask your questions. You know, we'll try to answer what we can. Um, there is a frequent question that always gets asked that, you know, we can't answer right now, but sure. You know, Zach, I'll hit you. You, you might know what I'm talking about. But yeah. <laughs> like, but I mean, it's like, we just can't answer. So it's yeah. just like, there's tons of things out there that, that, that fans have. And, and it's just cool just to see fans come on that may not know about the game, but they love football and just sharing um, and asking their questions. So I would ask the fans, Hey, come out, join us. Um, there, there were a lot, we'll tweet out something. We'll put something on the Instagram to let you know when we're about to go live. Um, we got about, Eight, eight more practices that we'll be able to share. So we're excited about that. And and, and we're looking forward to a, to a great spring practice. I think everything's gotten off to a great start and our players are excited to continue to grow and get better every day. No doubt, man. Well, we appreciate the uh, great work that you've been doing, man, and, and the yes, time sir. that you uh, spent with us here today. We'll catch up with you again in the future, man, and uh, keep killing on all fronts, brother. I appreciate it. Appreciate you guys. You guys just keep uh, doing your thing, man. You guys be safe out there. And if you don't mind, I just want to say, man, to anybody out there, like whatever your dream is, whatever you want to do, man, you can do it. Like that's been my story. And like and just keep pressing, keep pushing and, and keep dreaming and go do your thing and, and overcome every hurdle. The hurdle isn't the finish. That's what I always tell them. It's just a hurdle, but it's not the finish line. So keep going. Keep pushing. Same for you, Graham, Zach. Keep doing your thing. And yeah. And, and you, you know, having me on. You know, for, for you too, man, because the one thing that was cool about that Gators digital account is you let the work speak for itself. Like, I didn't even know that that was your account until after <laughs> it was over. And I had been following you the whole time and we knew each other. But like, it wasn't like you were tweeting. secret. Yeah. You were asking, who is this? <laughs> I don't know who that is. You know, but hey, you just like got to put your head down and work, man. And the rest will Absolutely. take care of itself. So, um, wait, well, hey, man, good catching up with you, Kev. Always appreciate the time. Yes, sir. Hopefully we can see you guys back at games here soon, man. No doubt. We hope so. If you can get us a practice pass, uh, send us a DM. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if I got the plug like that, though. (laughs) Keep working and you will. Appreciate you. All right, man. Yes, sir. I appreciate it, guys. Good stuff, bro. Yes, sir. Thanks, man. I appreciate you guys having me on. stuff there from Kev Camps. Obviously wanted to uh, get him on the show to talk about everything that they've been doing from a social media standpoint, not just during spring practice, but from the recruiting trail. And Graham, like you asked him, I I think that, you know, the fact that they haven't been able to have visits and, and recruiting has been boggled down because of the pandemic, those edits and all the things that they do to promote the program on social media, like it's more important now than ever. And to have Kev and some of those other guys that they have on the creative media side, uh, I'm sure Dan Holm is, is probably happy about those hires. And he mentioned the NLI. I think it's pretty crazy to sit here right now and think that the NLI could be passed before on-campus recruiting visits are allowed. That is such an interesting mix-up to me because how can you know as a recruit what program is going to prepare you best with this changing landscape if you can't even get on campus. So another wrinkle coming up that I'm sure Kevin and his staff are continuing to work out and figure out, and it was great to get his perspective because, like he said at the end there, there's no hurdle that you can't overcome, and that's one that Florida's going to have to figure out moving forward. Now, speaking of hurdles and something they're going to have to figure out is uh, certainly the revenue loss that's going to come from uh, 
football in 2020. Now, fortunately, that was not reflected uh, in the annual financial report that Florida submitted to the NCAA for the 2020 fiscal year. Uh, we were first first reported that uh, at the Gainesville Sun on Thursday. And, um, you know, Florida was able to post another successful year uh, financially despite the early months of the pandemic. And the fact that the fiscal year only runs through June 30th, that, that means that everything that happened leading up to football season and during football season is not going to be reflected until the 2021 fiscal report. And already for that year, there's a $60 million projected revenue loss from the football season. So that's something that they'll have to look out for and and try and get over that hurdle in the future. But fortunately, they were able to do well in the 2020 fiscal year. Uh, You know, you look at what it was in 2019, the Gators scored a $17.9 million profit. Well, in the 2020 fiscal year, that number went up to $35.2 million. Now, that's almost twice what it was in 2019, but there's a couple things that you have to take into account in that. First of all, they did much better as a football program. They made nearly nine more dollars in profit in 2020 than they did in 2019, although almost half of that came from the payout that they got for the uh, Miami game that they had for the opener in 2019. That wasn't reflected in 19. That was reflected in the 2020 fiscal year. They also had $5 million less debt from spring sports that would have incurred if they would have had to you know, account for travel and all the things that go into putting on those athletic events that didn't happen. And those are you know, sports that don't generate revenue to begin with, they're already in the red. So the fact that those didn't happen, Florida was actually able to save some money. So, um, But their ticket sales went up. A, a lot of other things within the football program went up. They produced a profit uh, with the football program of $57.29 million in 2020. That was up from $47.95 million a year ago. So uh, obviously it's, those numbers are going to look a lot different in 2021. But I think the fact that they were able able to grow their revenue, grow their profits. Hopefully that will help them as you know they navigate into the future. And even with the NCAA tournament uh, being canceled and the SEC tournament being canceled uh, last year, the basketball program was still able to turn a profit as well of $1.61 million, uh, in the 2021 fiscal year after 2.4 in 2019. So not too much of a hit there. Um, but again, those numbers are going to look a lot different next year. So, And obviously, I, I think for the, the Florida basketball team, their numbers have looked different the last couple of games because they've been able to be in the win column, bounce back from that uh, loss at Arkansas, that layoff that they had. And really the last two games, Graham, they've you know put it on Georgia and Auburn. Yeah, I said that last week that this was a huge stretch for this team. It could really go either way, you know, with COVID circumstances, missing practice time, missing valuable games. Florida needed every opportunity that they could get to improve down the stretch. And it looks like they capitalized on that. They beat a a Georgia team that was looking pretty impressive prior to coming into Gainesville. And then again, against Auburn, although I got to say, caught a pretty lucky break there with Sharif Cooper, projected to be the number 11 pick in the upcoming NBA draft if he does enter his name. He was a late scratch with an ankle injury and Florida capitalized, led by more than 15 points the entire second half there until Auburn cut it down to single digits late. A a huge win for Florida to to overcome that and beat a Bruce Pearl-led team 
on the road. Now they go on the road Saturday to face Kentucky at Rupp Arena, a dangerous place to play even in a pandemic with socially distanced crowds because this Kentucky team, Zach, is really starting to figure it out just like the Gators are, so it's going to be a good one on Saturday. Yeah, and obviously with the loss that took place, you know, you, you got to think that they, they want to get them back uh, in Kentucky. And the the fact that the Wildcats have had the season that they have, you know, they, they got to feel like they have that opportunity to go on the road and, and get a win. So uh, we'll see if they're able to do that. The Gator baseball team was able to go on the road for the first time this season and get a win uh, against North Florida on Tuesday night, 9-6, to six, and then they returned to Florida Ballpark on Wednesday night. Graham was uh, there covering that game, and the Gators got an 8-3 win over the Ospreys. And a nice way to bounce back with those uh, two wins after uh, losing the series uh, to Miami to open the season, their first series loss since 2014. So, you know, we had Jeff on to uh, hype it up. I'm sure he wasn't happy with that result. But, you know, the way that things played out, not – characteristic of what you usually see from Sully's pitching but I do think that they're going to be able to turn around and they've obviously already uh, shown some better performances the last two games and they'll be back home against Sanford this weekend. Yeah, just like Todd Grantham wanted to forget about 2020, Kevin O'Sullivan definitely wanted to forget about that Miami series, the way that Florida was left with a little bit of a bad taste in their mouths after dropping the opening series in their brand new Florida ballpark. They got right back to living up to those high expectations with their midweek series. First went on the road to Jacksonville to beat UNF on Tuesday night, and then Wednesday night, Florida had a big win over UNF just to win the series and get back in, in above 500. I thought was huge. You get a huge outing from Chase Centala, uh, went four scoreless innings I don't think he he walked anybody struck out four Ospreys and then Judge Fabian broke his hitting slump in, in big fashion had a two home run game five RBIs to propel Florida to that 8-3 victory and as you mentioned it's on to Samford University with the weekend series where Florida will look to get to six and three after uh, a very uncharacteristic start for this top-ranked Florida baseball team. Well, it's been an uncharacteristic spring practice, Graham, but we've still found a way to tune in, found a way to uh, check out this team, and really glad that we got to catch up with Kevin Camps today to uh, kind of hear how all that's going behind the scenes. Definitely encourage you guys to follow him and follow all those accounts so that you can see more of those practices this spring. Graham and I will be back next week to uh, kind of update you on what's the latest with the football team, how the basketball team fares at Rupp Arena, and how this uh, – Florida baseball team does back at home this weekend. For Graham Hall, I'm Zach Albaverde.